Good evening, everyone. Let me welcome you to our annual Christmas Eve service at the Calvary Church of Christ. We're so blessed that you came and have decided to be with us tonight. I see some new faces, I see some old faces, and they all look like good faces. So it's very nice to have you all here. I will, uh, at the end of the evening, explain to you uh, some things, but for right now we're going to get into our program. If you don't have a candle, I think I a moment ago said that you could get one. There are still some candles in the back, but we will have very specific instructions given to you about the candles just in a little while. Other than that, we're just so grateful that God has blessed us with the privilege of being here tonight. And right now, I'd like to just pray very quickly, and then we'll get into our program. Lord, thank you so much, God, that you've been with us tonight. We pray that you would bless us in the rest of our evening. Father, we want very much to honor you, to glorify you, to give you praise. We want God to honor you for what you've done in Jesus. We thank you and praise you for that, for him. It's your Christ that we pray. Amen.
whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us. Did you know? 
help you? Yeah, I was on my way to the C-Train station, and I was walking through the church parking lot, and I think I slipped and fell and hit my head. I must have blacked out, and when I woke up, I was here, and I don't know what's going on here, or where I am. You have come upon the first Christmas. We are in Bethlehem, where Jesus, the Son of God, was born on this very special night. This is his mother, Mary, and his earthly father, Joseph, and the shepherds who came from their fields to worship him here. And these angels are the heavenly hosts that have come to praise him. And I am the angel that came from heaven to announce the arrival of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. I'm definitely in the wrong place. Oh, no, 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 wait. Do not be afraid. You are in exactly the right place. Please stay. I have some important things to tell you, Dawson. How did you know my name? I've been expecting you. Please come and listen to the angels sing. Tears are falling, hearts are breaking. How we need to hear from God. You've been promised, we've been waiting. Welcome, holy child. Welcome, holy child. Hope that you don't mind a manger. How I wish we How did you know the tears were falling? My life is a wreck. My 
families falling apart. I've done some terrible things. I don't know where to turn to make anything better. You are very troubled and in need of a savior to rescue you from every wrong done and every concern of your heart. Everyone does. The world has been longing for a savior from the beginning of time. And he's finally arrived, just in time.
it's that time for which the kids especially have been waiting for, and that is when we're going to light our candles. And so, Meg, if you want to come up here, I'm going to light this one, and then I'll light a few more. Yeah, go ahead and start over there. And I'll just pass these on from one person to another. If you want to help the person next to you get their candle lit. You know, the whole purpose of the lighting of candles at Christmas Eve services is to indicate that Jesus is indeed the light of the world. And he comes as a baby, but he becomes so much more than that, of course. He becomes the Savior of the world. If you're like me, by now, at this point in the, the year of Christmas celebration, you have probably watched and heard Jimmy Stewart say hello to Bedroom Falls about 26 times. If not that, then you've probably watched Tim Allen be both Scrooge or the Grinch and also be Santa Claus numerous times. You've watched at least two different miracles on 34th Street. One a long time ago, one much more contemporary. But it seems like the movie that has really captured people's attention at Christmas time now is that movie that we all recognize because we all know what it's like to be home alone. <laughs> and I must admit, I didn't even know, maybe you didn't know this either, I, I didn't know until a couple of days ago that there's actually, you know, there's a Home Alone 1 and there's a Home Alone 2, and I, I actually knew there was a Home Alone 3. Did you know there's a Home Alone 4 and a Home Alone 5? Like, are you kidding me? Like, there might be out there somewhere a Home Alone 6. I'm thinking that only there should be a Rocky 6, never a Home Alone 6. <laughs> Well, in Home Alone, the original, there are some scenes that you're no doubt familiar with. One of those scenes is the one where Macaulay Culkin, Kevin, makes his way to a church, which appears to be on Christmas Eve afternoon, although it does get dark early. And he's there for what appears to be a practice of a Christmas Eve service. We know it's a practice and not the real thing, although the church is empty for sure, and that would indicate something. We know it's a practice because he meets Mr. Morley, that he and his brother affectionately call Old Man Morley, the one who lives on their street and who scares all the kids. And if you've seen the movie, you know the scene that I'm talking about. And he sits in the middle of the congregation with old man Morley eventually coming over and sitting down and talking to him. And there's an exchange that takes place between the two of them. And it's, it's an amazing exchange, really. It's an ironic exchange. It's one in which the boy who has been left home alone. And do you remember what it is at the very start of the movie that he asks for? Like when he's having all kinds of grief with his family, he makes a kind of wish, almost a kind of prayer. And do you remember what it is that he asks for? He asks to be home alone. He wants his family to be gone. 
And as it turns out, of course, that's exactly what he gets as his wish. His family is suddenly, one morning, gone. And you might remember scenes like him bouncing up and down on the bed, eating all kinds of food at the same time, pleased as punch that he finds himself all alone. But by the time that the church scene happens that I mentioned a moment ago, by that time, Kevin is no longer quite so enamored with the idea of being home alone. And so in the middle of this exchange that I described between Mr. Morley and Kevin, there is a conversation about family. And you'll remember that Kevin, wise Kevin, explains to Mr. Morley that even though there is estrangement between this old man and his grown son, that that needs to be remedied. And Kevin says, you're a little bit too old to be afraid, aren't you, about phoning your son and having relationship with him? And what we see, of course, at the end of the movie is that old man Morley does decide that indeed he's going to call his son. We know that because the son and the granddaughter that he's come to see in the church sing in the choir, they all meet outside Mr. Morley's home. And Kevin gets to see that through the window. So what happened between the two of them there in the church as they were talking that afternoon? Well, it would seem as though Mr. Morley and Kevin both had some notions of what it means to be reconciled. Mr. Morley decides that indeed reconciliation is something that he wants with his son, and he eventually does go and become reconciled with his son. And Kevin actually reconciles there in the church, and isn't that totally appropriate? He reconciles there in the church the notion that he indeed does love family and that family's really important. One of the other things that happens in that scene while they're talking is that Mr. Morty explains to Kevin that the reason he's there in the afternoon is because he's not welcome to come in the evening at the actual program because that's when his son is going to be there seeing his daughter and they, they're estranged and, and He's not welcome, he says. And then Kevin says, you mean you, you're not welcome here in church? And Mr. Morty says, no, you're always welcome in church. Remember that line? Well, it's interesting to me that he says that while he's sitting in church. And the reason why is because I think there are actually some people who are not feeling all the time, welcome in church. And even though the church is willing to accept them, and certainly wants to bring people in, and even though God himself accepts people, I'm not sure that people always accept themselves. And so, if there's anybody who doesn't feel welcome in church, I think the reason they don't feel welcome in church is because they don't feel welcome in church. It's a problem within us. And tonight, I hope that what we recognize is that the kind of reconciliation that took place between Mr. Morley and his son, reconciliation that took place between Kevin and his own ideas about family, can actually become part of our lives as we recognize the reconciliation that needs to happen between us and the Lord of the universe, who does indeed, just as Mr. Morley says, always invite us to be welcome 
in church. And so if you're one of those who thinks to yourself, I'm not sure I feel very good about being in church. But you know that that's because of what's inside you and how you feel about yourself rather than how God feels about you. I want to tell you tonight that God loves you so much that he wants you to overcome that. And this is, in fact, the perfect place of reconciliation. The perfect place for reconciliation between you and others, but really you and God. And you shouldn't for a moment ever feel as though, well, I'm not welcome there. Because indeed, God certainly welcomes you. And in fact, the whole message, the whole reason that this baby comes into the world is so that all of us can ultimately feel reconciled. Reconciled with God and reconciled inside our own hearts as we recognize who we are before Him and recognize that indeed He loves us and wants so badly to know us. He wants us to come and join Him here and to do so all the time. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, he says. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And so tonight I hope you feel a sense of rest, that indeed you're in the right place, a place where you are certainly accepted, and where real reconciliation between you and God can take place. I'd like you all to stand if you would. We're going to sing Silent Night, or, yeah, we're singing Silent Night, everyone's here. Yeah, this is a congregational community.
you pray with me, please? Holy Father, we are grateful this evening for the chance we've had to stop and reflect on you and on your Son. Father, we are so grateful tonight for the new beginnings, the new birth, the wonderful chance for reconciled relationships, for something new to come into broken relationships, for something new to come into broken lives. And so, Father, we would pray that as we spend time in fellowship for the rest of this evening and then go our ways, Father, we pray that the truth of Christ, the truth of rebuilt relationships, the truth of reconciliation, both between ourselves and ourselves and God, would be something, Father, at which you would, you would guide and bless and strengthen, that you, Father, would rekindle the things that maybe in the past we we had in terms of a relationship with you, you can rebuild those things. You can rebuild our hearts. You can rebuild our spiritual desires. You can cleanse us and make us whole through this one who came into the world. And so do that for us tonight. And, and Father, we pray that as we prepare to leave here, that that would go with us. And that we recognize the chance for reconciliation and new relationship with you is always present because of this one who came to the earth to love and reconcile us to you. It's through Christ that we pray. Amen.